Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fill the Lamp. I'm Neil Parks. We exist here at Fill the Lamp to help people find and grow closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Very shortly after my surrender to the Lord, I went to a local church service in search of more about this God to whom I surrendered to. Now, I knew nothing about this church other than it had a denominational sign at the front door. I can't recall much about what the preacher was preaching about except toward the end of his message when he quoted a scripture from the book of Hebrews, which I later looked up to be in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 16 and 17, that says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, this is where it really seemed like just yesterday, verse 17, their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. Now, at that moment of hearing God's word spoken, I can only say there appeared directly in front of me like a vision, a chalkboard, if you will, listing every sin I'd ever committed and simultaneously a large eraser was wiping the board clean. That happened in January 1987. I tell you this story because as we continue in Paul's epistle to the Colossians, we pick it up with chapter 2, verse 14, and this brings back those memories and moments of remembrance to me again from 1987, which seem just like yesterday. Let's read Paul's teaching as to how these two scriptures, the ones in Hebrews and these Colossians, uh, the letter that Paul wrote to the Colossians, relate to being, to being set free. Hebrews ten seventeen, he said, Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now Colossians two fourteen says, Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Now, folks, at that moment in 1987, sitting in that church, I cried and I wept with liberation. Paul goes on in chapter 2, verse 15 of Colossians, saying, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he, Jesus, made a public spectacle of them, triumphant, triumphanting, over them in it. Now, my friends, Jesus wipes the slate clean, as in finished. 
It's over with. It's a done deal. Through Christ's sacrificial death on the cross, God has totally erased the unpayable debt we have incurred for violating his law. Now, my friends, Paul is conveying all of this information to the Colossian church that they have been made free. And here we are in 2022, and he's also telling us as the church that we have been made free. Look in Galatians 3, uh, 10, how Paul explains the works of the law. He says in verse 10, For as many as are of the works of the law, these are the ones keeping it, are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law, and to do them. Now, in James chapter 2, verse 10, here's how Brother James puts it. In 10, he says, For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of it all. Paul is focused with explaining to these Colossians about the law of God, whereas the infiltrating religious and heretic Jewish teachers that have crept in and overwhelmed these new Colossian Gentile believers into thinking that this Jesus person was a fraud. He wasn't enough. Now put yourself in these new believers' situation. You know that they are getting kind of confused and looking back at my own life before I surrendered back in 1987, I saw some churches teaching this and some teaching that. Now, to a new believing Christian, this has to be planting seeds of skepticism. This is where Paul's concerns are because he knows the enemy's strategy of stealing, killing, and destroying God's people. Paul goes on in verse 14 to say to the Colossians in chapter 2 that Christ has removed the law, get this, requirements, by having nailed it to the cross. You see, folks, this is another representation of forgiveness. Now, back in the day, the list of a criminal's crimes, back when when these crucifixions were taking place, uh, the list of the cr- criminal's crimes was nailed to the cross that he was on that day to declare the violations that he was being accused and punished for. But now Paul is explaining that the believer's sins or crimes, you might say, were put into Christ's account, nailed to his cross. 
as he paid the penalty in their place for all their sins, thus satisfying the just wrath of God against crimes that require punishment in full. Now look in in verse 15 of chapter 2. Paul says, Having disarmed the principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphant them over them in it. So what does that mean? Jesus is sharing with the Colossians. He's sharing with them that when Christ died, he disarmed him. The term having disarmed here, Paul is showing the Colossian believers another component of the cross's work and what it does. You see, Paul says that the cross spells an ultimate doom for Satan and his wicked gang of fallen angels. Now, the devil and all the powers of hell were conquered and disarmed by the dying Redeemer. Now, get this. The first promise of God pointed to and at this very thing in Genesis 3.15, where it said, The bruising of the heel of Christ in his suffering was the breaking of the serpent's head. Now, my listeners, here is where, even though we can't see it, we must, by faith, understand the spiritual warfare that exists around us. Paul explains in it in Ephesians six twelve. He says, we're not waging war against enemies of the flesh and blood alone. No, this fight is against tyrants, against authorities, against supernatural powers, and demon princes that slither in the darkness of world and against wicked spiritual armies that lurk about in heavenly places. In other words, we must be born again to understand the things of the Spirit. If we could have seen into the spiritual realm on that day the Lord was crucified, the magnitude of what was actually happening in the Spirit would have been mind-blowing to our finite, natural minds. Never had the devil's kingdom received such a mortal blow as what was given by the Lord Jesus Christ, or, as some read it, in himself by his own power, for he trotted the winepress alone, and of the people there was none with him. Again, in verse 15, he disarmed those who ruled over us, those who had overpowered 
us like captives of war. He put them on display to the world to show his victory over them by means of the cross. Oh, my friends, this is a powerful understanding of what happened at the cross. And Paul is conveying this to the new Colossian believers, that the enemy has slithered in and tried to confuse by using tactics that they are unworthy. I say, let's pray. Father God, we just come before you right now, Lord Jesus. We pray right now. We lift you up right now for what you did. You sent your Son from the throne room to earth to set us free, to set us free as captives. Father God, we just praise you, Lord. We just thank you that you've cleansed us, that you did make a spectacle of the accuser, Lord Jesus. We love you and we praise you, Father God. I lift up every listener right now, Lord. I pray that they'll pray wherever they're at right now, and they will seek you with all their all their hearts, Lord. Father God, our purpose here on earth is to glorify you as vessels to be used, Lord. You've given us our talents to be used, Father God not to be buried. Lord, we just thank you. We love you, and I lift up every listener, like I said again, to you, Father God. Bless them, whatever they're going through right now, Lord. Just keep them, touch them, Holy Spirit. Lift them up. Lord Jesus, I pray this in your precious, precious name. Amen and amen. Well, folks, I'd love to hear from you here at Fill the Lamp. You can email me or pass this podcast on. You can email me at fillthelamp, all one word, fillthelamp at yahoo.com. Until next time, God bless you. I'm Neil Parks.